Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head You are now listening to ChairShot Radio Always Use your head Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Your Whip, Your Midweek Mainstay, Chair Shot Radio, every Thursday, some head trauma. And I have an important announcement to make. I have, uh, unfortunately, I have come to the agreement to part ways with one mags, and I have my new co-host here with me today from the Ricky and Clive show. I have my good friend. Mr. Clive, how are you, sir? I was well until you decided to bury Mags. Now, Mags and I have our differences. Uh, his uh, his love of steak, his 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 hatred of Tolly, Paul Tolly. Uh, it's rubbed me the wrong way for a long time. But you can't just bury the lead like that. Come on. Well, to be fair. We became, Mags and I became friends because I got fired off of one podcast. I feel like it's just full circle, right? No? Well, okay, well, come on back, Mags. You're rehired. I, I don't know if I want to come back now. Please. <laughs> After that. And Clav harboring this, harboring this hatred for me. Um, wow, I'm, 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 I'm so shocked. Uh, I've learned a lot of new things today. First, that, that Ray's living a double life as Ricky. Uh, that, that, um, that Clive hates me because I like steak and I hate, <laughs> I hate Welsh. Um, yeah, it's uh, opening a lot of eyes. I feel like we should start cancelling mags again. No, no. Don't do that because we, we can, we can really get this started. <laughs> I, I said you hate Tolly. You, you're the one that generalised by saying the Welsh. So who who's the heel here? Yeah, that, the, the slip of the tongue. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, welcome to Chairshot Radio, y'all. Of course, it's me and Mags, and I got my good Scottish brother, my good brother who happens to be Scottish. I got my boy Clive with me. Um, yeah, you know y'all y'all enjoyed Clive's corner the last time. And, uh, you know, I enjoy letting Clive talk wrestling because we just, Mags and I just did Ricky and Clive for this week. Mm -hmm. And um, 
they're very topical now because uh, they can't be can't be check the word arsed like that, <laughs> like that. Yep. It can't be arsed to watch a lot of the current product. So when I can get him to talk some current product, it brings me joy. Uh, but before we go any further, Mags, my beautiful esteemed co-host. Look at you trying oh. to butter me up now mm-hmm. after slating me. I'm, I might go on a, a Ray Cash style rant, and then when we go to the break after advertising the, the, the T-shirts, I may not be on this show and rants may have to give a bit of an explanation as to why. <laughs> now, if I do that, I'm going to have to bury you while you're not on the show. You know, because clearly I don't have the balls to say it to your face. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, just uh, spent um, two brilliant hours recording uh, the the Ray and Clav show. Um, covered one of the the, the best topics that, that we've covered on there. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Clive, how you doing, my brother? I'm good. Uh, I'm still on a buzz after our... Obviously, this has been released shortly after the Rance and Clive wrestling show. We had a good chat about the Four Horsewomen, which Robbie continued next week. So, a wee cheap plug. Please feel free to join in the conversation. It was good for your talking points and varying opinion as well, which I think was important for that kind of topic to cover. Yep. You know, I always love different... Um, kind of idea shows and mags and i try to do them on on here too and you guys are the kings of that you guys are absolutely the kings of of that kind of idea in my opinion but just so many people you could do with that like we could do a break you could do a breakdown of the shield like we did with the four horsewomen today you could do a breakdown of evolution like we just did today like you could do a breakdown even if you want to go with the forbidden door of the elite like there's so many people you can do that with that it'd be i think really interesting and topical Mm -hmm. um so like i love that idea that you had check that out this week so this is this comes out on thursday so when will ricky and clive be out this week tomorrow uh no wednesday wednesday uh, at 20 hundred hours rct which is rants and clive time hey (laughs) yep so Oh, good. They changed that British Mean Time. That's what it's called, right? British Mean Time? British Mean Time. So we actually got some Brit- we got some British shit to talk about today. Since, For the record, y'all don't know, I'm an honorary bloke. I'm an honorary Brit. Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't uh, decided if I'm going to take up my residency in the beautiful hills of Scotland. You're Brit or- <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a what? You, you don't know if you're gonna take up your Brithood. My yes, my Brithood in the wonderful hills of Scotland with my brothers Ricky and Clive. I ain't going to the black country because I'm already black. But uh, I'm I may go, you know, hang out in the in the uh, somewhere in England. I don't know. Maybe, I maybe next to a certain you would hate Scotland. Being from Texas, you would hate, not because it's not a beautiful part of the country, but you would hate the weather because oh, oh, it yeah. is, it is, it's, it's turgidly cold. It's, it's, well, I know. We're two thirds through May and it is cold and wet regularly still. I know 
That's true because one time I told Ricky I was cold and it was 50 degrees here. And so what is that Celsius? That's what? 10. 10 degrees, maybe? Celsius. That's a, that's a balmy like, day. That's a balmy yeah. walk. You'd be out in, in your back garden with shorts and, and a T-shirt reading the paper. That, that that's what he said. That's taps off tits out weather. That's what that yeah. is. Yeah. That's what he said. He was like, unless it's two degrees or lower, then like it's not cold. And I'm like, you're crazy. So yeah, I understand completely. Um, but no, we got some stuff to talk about British wise, but we want to hit some really big news that's come out this week. Um the first one is both of the main topics we want to talk about, one of one of them I think, unless Max wants to talk about it, are very controversial. So I want to say that listener discretion is advised. Yes. And I mean that. Mm-hmm. Because these are very controversial um, topics that can be taken a, a bunch of different ways with hurt, with confusion, with um, misdirection or misinformation. We want to try to do our best to give it justice. That's what we do here at the Chair Shot. But young Patrick Clark, a.k.a. the Velveteen Dream, was officially released within the past week. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tell you about the man's history. Velveteen Dream was one of the one of the brightest stars in the wrestling wrestling world, um, being that the man was 23, 24, right? Somewhere around there. And just had the nuance and the character capability and the wrestling ability that people like John Cena were clamoring to wrestle this man at WrestleMania. And this kid was still in NXT. And uh, almost a year ago, um, April 2020, um, there were some allegations that came out that uh, he inappropriately showed himself to a minor who was he had built a relationship with through Instagram and a couple months after that, later he was uh, he was accused of grooming, being as there was a kid in his hometown of D.C. who was 17, and was he was kind of helping get him in the wrestling business, and was was accused of kind of grooming him to take advantage of him and use him in many different ways, possibly explicitly, possibly financially, things of that nature, and um, immediately. WWE did not, like they normally do, they did not jump to any conclusions. They let things kind of play out. There has yet to be any, I'm telling the full story here, no bias whatsoever. There was has yet to be any legal recourse. Nobody has put in any complaint. Nobody has filed uh, any reports. But, uh, of course, these were on blown up all over social media, both situations. Both people involved have left social media and scrubbed their accounts, which can be for a number of reasons. But you saw less and less of Dream. Um, once he finished his title, uh, kind of his title um, match run with Adam Cole, he disappeared for a while. Then he would come back randomly to do a match or two and then leave. Then he apparently had a, apparently had a really bad car accident, which was the excuse why he was out for a while. Allegedly, multiple car accidents. Really? I didn't know multiple. Yeah, I don't know the one. So, yeah, there you go. Um, and Triple H could not go and do an interview anywhere without being asked about what's going on with Dream. Will Dream be fired? Now, mind you, this is in the, this is in, in the midst of, tell me again, 
I know Me Too was the regular movement. What was the wrestling Speaking movement? Out. Speaking out. Thank you. Um, all that is what it is. And um, it felt like WWE was, in a sense, protecting him. And finally, the rent came due. Um, with all the releases that they've been doing recently, he was released. And he came out and gave his rebuttal. So first, before we go any further, I know all three of us on this show were big Velveteen Dream fans at the time when he was going at it. I know we all feel a different way about it now, but what was your reaction immediately to the allegations and to how WWE handled the allegations? Okay, for for me, um, I I try to not judge off what you hear and read on social media um, because um, I've felt the the force of social media, certainly not to this extent, uh, but I felt the force of social media uh, in terms of you are um, you hung, drawn and quartered before uh, even a, a, a small part of the the full story comes out so i I don't like to kind of uh, um presume somebody's guilt uh without uh without knowing a lot more of the facts and that is not to say i don't uh believe the 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 victims because i'm one of the things you that you need to do is you need to believe these people's stories because otherwise we are we're just going to drive them underground and they're not going to have feel safe enough to be able to um to give uh, give their stories and, and and call out these horrific people um that being said uh the initial uh group of of evidence against um against patrick clark for me, had an air of of being doctored. Um, the the I remember vividly images of of his account where the the uh, the the verification ticks were not in the right place, uh, yeah. where you only heard very small snippets of conversations, which to me uh, always kinds of uh, shows that that they have been somehow taken out of context. Um, so I was never fully invested in in Patrick Clark doing uh, the things that that he is being alleged to do. But uh, but in the same breath, I, I I didn't know enough to say that he hadn't done it. Um, with with the character that he had as the Velveteen Dream, with the the sexually ambiguous character, I think he was always in the position where these kind of uh these kind of allegations were going to come out and that character gives it gravitas uh because he plays a a character that that relies heavily on on sexual innuendos uh it was always going to have more um more sticking power than it would on on a, a standard uh character wrestler so there was always that kind of issue that it's Almost like no smoke without fire, if you if you understand what I mean. Um, yep. But the fact that WWE didn't in, didn't release him, the fact that Triple H uh, stated multiple times that they had investigated heavily and that uh, that they found him innocent of 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 all uh, of all uh, the allegations thrown at him, 
um, I felt for, for for Patrick Clark because he was in a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Uh, there was no comeback from this for him. Uh, these these charges stuck, uh, and in the in the kangaroo court of social media, he was as guilty as sin, no matter yeah. what. Um, so I'm I'm surprised it took WWE so long to release him. Uh, maybe they were hoping that the the backlash would die down, but then when he did come back for those couple of a uh, couple of one off matches, it was clear that he he wasn't going to be accepted by the fans. Storylines that have come out since his release that he wasn't accepted uh, backstage by the the talent. He had a, a an attitude problem allegedly. Um, he had the the issues with well, the with the car crashes. If you watch tough enough, you clearly know that it, the kid has has an attitude problem in general. So. But the, but the, but the thing is, every great wrestler has an attitude problem. Shawn Michaels had an attitude problem. Bret Hart. Yeah. Also had a drug problem, but okay. <laughs> but, but Bret Hart, he had a an, an attitude yeah. problem. He, everyone, you have to believe that your own shit doesn't stink for you yeah. to to be one of the best. So, um, it's 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 just he was toxic. He is now toxic as a wrestler, as a person, guilty or not guilty. The man is incredibly toxic to uh, to a wrestling company. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stuff going around on social media about why is he taken this long to to put out his statement, and I believe it's because he was silenced by WWE. WWE didn't want this story to be uh, out there. They didn't want they wanted this to die down, much like the Matt Riddle story. Uh, they wanted that to die down. The allegations against Austin Theory, they they wanted them to die down. And I think that that was the case with this. They they expected it to be almost like uh, today's news is tomorrow's uh, chip paper almost. Uh, yeah. But it just it didn't work because uh, people are still as angry, um, f- even based on the very flimsy evidence uh, that 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 Dream. Is is a predator, um, and again, we're still not in a position where we can say a hundred percent he is or a hundred percent he isn't. Yeah, when the initial allegations came out last April, it, there was a, a hint of it being doctored. It was a bit up in the air, and I just think, in general, a massive question mark was stamped on the whole ordeal. But the fact that he kind of disappeared from TV, regular TV, after that. He came back as a heel, and I thought it was extremely tone deaf for him to come back as a heel, and I can't remember if it was... It might have been Finn Balor in some sort of multi-tag match or something, but he pinned someone and did a very provocative gyration on that person. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this, this... You've, you're already you're already sexually ambiguous, but now you're a heel, and you're doing the sexually ambiguous shtick. And I just thought whether it was his doing or Triple H's or whoever was in charge of the booking, it was very tone deaf to hammer home that sexual ambiguity, ambiguity because of that massive question mark hanging over his head. And it's just it's the same with your Wolfgangs, your Joe Coffees, the the perceived lack of action, uh, it did him no favours. And I know I'm jumping the gun a bit, Rance, but his statement when he's talking we're, about... We're going to talk about that, by the way. I'm going to read it. Okay, yeah. we'll, 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 Keep going. Keep going. 
I'll give some spoilers. Basically, in a nutshell, he was wanting to protect his character, so that's why he didn't go off on one in the terms of defending himself. Come on. Come on. Really? Yeah. That's disappointing. It's not only only disappointing, it's worrying that he felt more about his character than than his 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 own innocence. Yeah. Um like, yeah. uh, that that's a concern where you were I mean that that's some nineteen sixties, seventies wrestling shit where uh what happens in the ring stays in the ring kind of thing. This was this was him uh and being a person who, who lived and breathed wrestling and the these allegations were going to ruin his career. And he could have he could have nipped this in the bud at the beginning if he'd have come out and said, "Me as Patrick Clark, I am innocent of this, and here's the evidence." Bang, 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 bang. But keeping quiet for so long, it just fueled that fire that yeah, you 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 stay quiet when you're guilty, and and unfortunately, it's killed his wrestling career. Yep. And and man, Clive, you hit the biggest most pertinent nail on the head when it comes to the story that doesn't involve him directly and is that the it's not even perceived the literal lack of accountability at wwe and these other wrestlers who were involved in speaking out had been dealt joe coffee got suspended for what two weeks and it wasn't even suspension because they couldn't wrestle because of the pandemic right wolfgang didn't miss any time devlin has been put right back on top Given once he came back, gave given major storylines. Austin Theory is on every week with all of the um, with the way you know Matt Riddle is one of the biggest storylines on his show, and so it's like, so I want to say this. You touched on this a bit, Mags, and then I'm gonna re- I want to read the statement to to you guys, the listeners, but I want to touch on this because it's something that Mag said that I want to highlight again. We live in a society. And I believe Britain is the same, but I know definitely here in America where our legal system is supposed to be built around being innocent until proven guilty. You are given the preponderance that you are innocent until somebody can give beyond reasonable doubt that you did whatever crime you have been committed of. That's our legal system here. And we know the court of public opinion is different. But so I I say that to say this, whenever there is somebody that comes out with an allegation or somebody that comes out with uh, a, a, a something that happened to them, uh, a victim that has said that I have been physically or sexually abused. I have been physically or, or, or there's been a crime committed to me. I have been taken advantage of in some way, form or fashion. They should be believed. End of story, full fucking stop. You can also... Two things can be true. You can also say, well, that person deserves a chance who's been accused to stand up for themselves. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Multiple things can be true at the same time. So I firmly believe that dream that Patrick Clark had every opportunity and should have had every opportunity to stand up for himself and fight for his name. I also want to say that while evidence be damned, I'm not going to believe that a person or two people came out out of fucking nowhere, went on uh, social media and lied about this just because they were trying to get their yucks in for the day. 
Now, if it is proven to be the case, then you know what? I, I, we said this. I said this in the, in the group chat that all three of us are in with another with the other friend. Uh, but I was saying this to you guys that it is much easier to criticize the accused and then give them and, and then apologize and give them back what they lost than to not believe the accuser and then them get back what they lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it's much easier, and I'm not saying anybody should ever have to deal with anything of that nature, but in these cases, it's an either it's an either or situation, right? Either A did this to B, or either B is not telling the truth about A. There is very rarely middle ground. So ultimately, somebody's going to damn, I hate using this term like this, but lose out in the situation. Mm-hmm. I'd rather I'd rather that we give the victims the benefit of the doubt and then give restitution to the ones, to the accused who have been vind- vindicated of their crimes. Enzo Amore is the guy that comes to mind. Okay. Um, I, so let me... Uh, do you guys even want me to read the statement? Um, I, I, well, I, I think the first few paragraphs are, are essentially him explaining um, the character, uh, explaining um, the the whole story behind how Velveteen Dream uh, came about. So he was talking about how he was influenced by by Prince uh, and how he yeah. wanted to to uh, use that uh, that sexual am- ambiguity uh, as part of his character. Uh, so the first two or three. Um, um, paragraphs are, are certainly filler for me. They're just kind of like setting the stage. Gotcha. It's when it's when he gets to the the the, the night of April twentieth. The yeah. night of the April twentieth paragraph. Yeah. Okay. So, and by all means, if you are interested in in this in any way, and I, if you're not, I understand. But if you are, I would say that you should probably read just for the just for. The, an understanding and knowing, yeah. The his that you should read this, but um, well, well, not only that, it's because you reading it, uh, you as a listener reading it may not get the same context out of the words uh, yes. that we are. Uh, as Eric Bischoff says, context is king. Um, yeah. You may you may be approached it from one viewpoint, and it speaks to you, and and we could be approached it from a totally different viewpoint and see totally different uh, totally different views from it. Beautifully said. So I'm going to start from where he talks about the allegations. He talks about the night of April 20th, from my verified Instagram account, I posted a story to my followers, letting them know that my DMs had been open. I received a few different messages ranging from support to heckling and some inquiring about how to get started in pro wrestling. I responded to a few, but not all. And of the few I responded to, one account accused me of solicitation. The account belonged to a 17-year-old aspiring wrestler, Jacob, before he deleted it. In the conversation, Jacob shared his interest in working as a wrestler one day and asked what steps would be required. I messaged a short list of things he should consider if he was serious. Physique and promo to start. Physique 
because as an independent contractor, no one is going to make you train and eat in a way that creates the aesthetic of a believable pro wrestler. And promo, because our job is to sell drama, and you can't rely on someone flipping channels to stop to watch a choreographed fight. You're more likely to grab their attention looking into a camera with a strong and impassioned 30-second monologue. I also inquired about which schools he was closest to in relation to wrestling training, his weight, and his height. Jacob explained how anxious he felt messaging me and asked me to verify that it was really me. I did find it strange because I have a blue check. But as a lifelong fan, I remember meet and greets and the days I would message wrestlers hoping to be seen. So I chalked it up to innocence and sent a voice message in my velveteen dream voice asked to keep kayfabe. The full voice message has me asking Jacob about his height, weight, where he trained, and what school he attended, which Jacob answered back with the voice message, and I continued to answer his questions until I politely wrapped up the conversation. April 21st, I woke up to notifications and tags of creative screenshots and videos of a conversation that I didn't have with Jacob. Immediately, I contacted WWE's talent relations and social media departments as to begin an investigation. After the investigation, WWE released a statement maintaining my innocence. The part that hurt for me was having a personal picture that I've used in my personal life on apps being used to label me as a predator. I am in no way, a, I am in no way of the word a predator. This is the first and only time I've been accused of any solicitation to anyone. Until I was accused of grooming by Joshua Fuller. Unlike Jacob, I know Josh. I met Josh after my stand on Tough Enough in 2015 at a meet and greet. And we developed a friendship through a mutual trainer at GXW. Josh shared to Twitter screenshots of the first time we communicated through text in 2016, an autographed picture from when we met, and an extremely contradictory story. Josh alleged that I made him feel uncomfortable but contradicts himself twice by saying I was never sexual toward him. For those, who, for those willing to research Josh's tweet accusing me, Josh's message are in blue, mine are in gray. Josh claimed that he was a 16-year-old high school graduate and that he takes yearly trips, trips with his friend to Orlando, Florida. I doubted what he told me, yet I kept my replies diplomatic and professional. The reality of the situation is that I was very helpful and respectful to Josh. Josh lives with his grandparents in rural Southern Maryland. Josh got a concussion in 2017 and, against my advice, insisted on wrestling. My worry came from Josh severely injuring himself, specifically his brain. I suggested he take time off from training to see a doctor. He declined because he believed he could work through the concussion, and I cut off all communication with him in 2018 because I didn't want to be partially responsible had he worsened his injury. So to have him accuse me of predatory behavior because I chose not to help was spiteful. Almost finished, y'all. Josh and Jacob are two of many people that I've helped. Yet these are the only two who have found me to be malicious and predatory in how I go about helping others. What wasn't shared at the time is Josh Fuller reached out to Jacob over social media before Josh put out his own accusation, 
when this came out, Josh Fuller temporarily deleted his Twitter account, which is, I'm not going to say that. That's, that's not for me to say. Which is important because in all the social media confusion, Josh Fuller is the only one who suggested that an investigation had not been done and that he had not been contacted. Jacob deleted his social media after he was outed for being a member of an anti-black group chat. There is a public forum where ISPG stars, WWISPG stars, I'm sorry, that's what it's called. I shouldn't have said that, but it's too late now. Where people are buying and selling and sharing explicit photos of videos of multiple wrestlers, and no one has done anything to have this site taken down. All in all, this entire experience defamed my character and ultimately accomplished what it set out to do, and that was to see me released. My hope is that over time, people can put two and two together and realize that all the allegations surrounding me were baseless and untrue from jump. I felt strongly about not needing to defend myself on social media for a while now, but I understand the audience I work for and those who know me deserve clarity. I'm thankful for the opportunities afforded to me and the memories I have as a receipt. God has always had me and he always will. Dream is officially over, but Patrick Clark lives to fight another day. It's like it's like a, a really fucked up loads of pain column competition post. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It sounds it feels like it's in the CF, doesn't it? <laughs> I want to say this. I want I, I want to say this because I want to give it to y'all, but I want to get my piece out because you guys I want you guys are more pointed than me. But I want to say this. Two things jump out to me. First and foremost, the fact that you waited so long. You're you're building yourself up to sound like you're this martyr. Doesn't see, I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't truthful, but it's it feels like you're coming out where it's like I there's no there's no way I could have done anything wrong, and that feels disingenuous to me. Number one, okay, for me personally. Number two, this is what Clive brought up earlier. The importance of your character was so important to you. That even though you had a verified Instagram account, you responded to this kid with a voice chat in your wrestling voice. Either you are horribly naive or there is something more that you're not telling. It does not feel. I read this story and I believe a lot of it, honestly. Call me crazy, call me naive, call me whatever. But a lot of what he says makes sense based on the the the, the things that have happened with Twitter accounts being deleted, such and such and so on and so forth. But the parts that don't make sense to me is how easily he was roped in to all this shit. It's almost like the Justice Smollett situation in that, like... You, you're walking in Chicago at 2 o'clock in the morning to go to Subway? Like, it does, like that doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, maybe you got jumped by, you know, uh, some, some racist dudes and want to beat you up because you're rich, black, and gay. But why were you there? So in this situation, why are you putting yourself in this situation to do this? When people know who you are, and why are you waiting so long to protect yourself? 
just doesn't feel right. But I'm going to sit back because I want to hear you guys, what you guys think about it. Um, it's it's awfully detailed what he said in that post. Like, awfully detailed to the point where if, if um, the parties in question have any retort, then they have to come back with the facts. He's went into a lot of detail, what Josh Fuller was saying, and this Jacob person. And there is a naivety is probably the right word to use. But if he's going to if he's going to open up his DMs on Instagram, which he announced beforehand, like why that's for us over here. That's like Jimmy Savile saying, I'm going to open up a, a hospital basement. Do you want to come down with me? Right? It's probably a bad, really bad take when you think about it, right? But I, I, I get the gist though. He, he's he's setting himself up. Uh, like why, if he had the intentions of being dodgy through Instagram DMs, why would he advertise it to the world that he's opening up his DMs? Mm-hmm. It's all very bizarre, and like if like we've said, I don't think we're going to get a concrete answer with this. But it's the fact that he waited so long to defend himself properly. Not Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark. I believe your innocence, um, your career is more important than preserving kayfabe for Velveteen Dream because 99% of wrestlers break kayfabe on Twitter every day. Nobody would have held it against you if you defended yourself earlier with such a post. It's just... Maybe other things have went on. Maybe he has been dragged through the mud. Um, there's evidence. Because on, on the surface, what he said, it reads as believable to me. It does. But there are just a couple of things that come to light. You're thinking, it's just something about this doesn't add up. And it's what I'm not so much worried about. Well, yes, I'm worried about it. Patrick Clark has taken a lot of abuse. I would not be surprised if in the next year or so we hear some bad news about him. Yes, it's terrifying to think. self yeah. bad news. I, I, I don't, so, and I hope that doesn't happen. I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah, like sure even if you're even if you're a criminal or you deserve your justice, you deserve your day in court to go to jail and deal with that thing. I don't believe. I don't. I hope that doesn't happen. Mm. Okay, so here's my take from this this uh, statement from from Patrick Clark. Um, firstly, um, it it instantly reminded me, and, and Clive kind of touched on it with uh, the amount of detail that he puts into his 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 rebuttal. It reminded me of of a of a, a, a documentary that I watched that looked into the kind of a. The, the the mind of a, of a criminal and uh, one of these uh, these uh, detectives said that when when they're speaking with uh, with with criminals who they know are guilty uh, they the criminals um, their kind of like innocence pleas are so uh, focused on facts like they can they can nail facts down to the the very minute or the the various action that, that that took place because they 
they they think that that giving as much facts as possible uh it, it proves that they're innocent uh and that a genuine innocent person it it they don't remember these facts because they don't believe that they were doing something wrong. So that that to me makes me think that he has recalled these facts because he was doing what he wanted to do and he needed to to build up his his kind of alibi story. Then we we get the point of 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 it taking so long to come out that's giving him a year to take every every facet of the allegations and break them down so he has got a, an explanation for each single part of why each part is being taken out of context and misconstrued he's had he's had a year on the sidelines to to formulate that story but as you both have, have alluded to Everything sounds plausible. This this sounds like a story that that could be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got that air of we still uh, we I don't feel we're still any closer to believing whether he is uh, a predator or whether he is uh, he has been um, he's been cancelled. Um, my issue is that he was a celebrity when this was happening. And Clive touched on it. You don't open your DMs and you don't announce that you're opening your DMs when you have that kind of a that kind of influence because you are opening such a can of worms that this was always going to happen. Considering his character and and his sexuality, this was always going to be an issue. And as a a gay black man in this day and age, he should have known better to be in conversations with a 16 and 17 year old whether they were innocent or not he should have known better this was never going to end well for him at all so the fact that he's put himself in this position innocent or not that is his doing uh he um, he put himself in the firing line for this issue um, so the the cancellation was always going to come and he has nobody else to blame but himself, whether he's innocent of these, these allegations or not, because he allowed this situation as the adult in this conversation to to happen. Um, and unfortunately, I, I can't feel any sympathy for him, even if he is absolved of all blame, because he shouldn't have put himself in a position where a 16 and a 17-year-old had the, the ability to level these these charges at him whether doctored or not it, it was a ridiculous move by someone who should have known better it's probably the best take i've heard on it so far oh it's spot on that's that's yep. that's beautifully said i i have no there is nothing else that i can add to that there's nothing else that i can take away from that that's beautifully said you know you, and i don't that it's so in your in our faces but like ultimately yeah, even if you didn't do it, you were fucking adult. Fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Especially, like I said, especially with if he was uh, having like a, a standard heel or babyface character in wrestling, 
it wouldn't have gone down as bad as it was because of the sexual ambiguous uh, uh, manner of Velveteen Dream. He was setting himself up for a fall um, and it's come around and he has nobody uh, but himself to blame. Yeah, I make up my mind on it, to be honest with you. Uh, He was on the cusp. My timing might be off, but the... I personally, like from a work rate or not even a work rate, just in general, the parking lot brawl that he had with Adam Cole for the NXT title, I thought I didn't rate it at all. Was that after the allegations were made? Yes, yes. I just think that might have been a different story. And and that was also a, a horrific match that that almost killed that pay per view. <laughs> Yeah, yeah just... but what was it but was it horrific because as we've learned the the most damning thing to him and this is sad to say but the most damning thing for him in his career at WWE God I hate saying this but I I'm being honest here was not the fact that he had his allegations it was the fact that he lost the locker room mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. fact that his peers turned on him and did not want to work with him did not care to be around him, whether that be because of the allegations or because they were sick of his attitude, I don't know. You brought up Sean and Brett. They had their attitudes when they were in places where you couldn't say shit to them. Like, think about think about the, the way going off, going off way off on a tangent, but think about the um, curtain call. Sean, like, Sean didn't get in trouble because he was a champ. He was untouchable. Scott and Cam didn't get in trouble because they were gone. Hunter got in trouble because he wasn't at a point where he could be, he wasn't touchable. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to win the fucking King of the Ring and get the push Stone Cold guy. Mm-hmm. So very similar in, in that same breath, while Dream may have been over as fuck, he was not untouchable. Definitely not in NXT. You know, so to have the attitude that, that he allegedly and apparently had on top of his allegations, it's just flabbergasting. And that's what ultimately seems that have lost him his career, his job. I don't say his career because maybe this fool might try to wrestle again. I don't know. But then you talk about Clive, that run he had with Adam Cole. Maybe nobody wanted to work with the motherfucker. Has the match that he had with Adam Cole in December last year, that was out of the blue and it hadn't been seen since. <laughs> the the Rumba Kushida was out of the blue. That 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 was to test the wars of whether uh, he would be accepted back. I think, and it was a resounding get the fuck out. Yep. Nope. I I wish I could remember. It was just a TV match, mm-hmm. uh, and he pinned someone while dry rating on him, and I thought that is fucking so stupid. Yeah, it was probably Kushi. I think it was Kushi. Remember, he had a little run with Kushida. He's the reason Kushida started getting more more uh, vicious. Because remember, they had the Gauntlet Eliminator they were building towards, or whatever it was for the for the um, the match that uh, Damian Priest won. The title match that Damian Priest won, I think it was, or whatever it was, the the, the um, ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, he jumped Kushida out of nowhere for no reason. So, so his last match was uh, on NXT um, 
a very Gagano Christmas and the losers <laughs> to uh, to Adam Cole. The yeah. Kashida the Kashida one uh, was when he, he Kashida beats Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream, uh, yeah. and that was the week before that Kashida beat Velveteen Dream uh, in a singles match. A very very quick tangent. We've had his match with Andrade, Alistair Black, the Champa series, the Cole series. The Ricochet. Ricochet. The best thing that Johnny Gargano has ever done is pretend to kick down William Regal's door and shit the bed at the last minute and open it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Will's love Johnny. Johnny wins. Johnny wins. Johnny wins. Um, all right. Final, final, let's put a bow on this because I don't expect for us to talk about this dude very much anymore. Can you see yourself, let's say, best case scenario, he's vindicated. However that is. That'll never change a lot of the rhetoric that people feel about him because people feel how they feel. But let's say from a legal standpoint, he is vindicated of these charges. I'm being completely hypothetical. Could you see him signing with another company and would you be okay with it? Seeing him wrestle in, in a in a worldwide global capacity again. I can see it happening. There'll be certainly uh, wrestling companies that will want to use him even for notoriety mm-hmm. um, because people will want to see him getting his ass whooped. Uh, so it's definitely, he's definitely going to draw uh, money in, in terms of that. Uh, if he is vindicated... Uh, and it's proven with beyond a shadow of a doubt, which I think is going to be difficult because this I don't see this even going to to any kind of legal uh, ramifications. This is going to stick with him for for his full wrestling career. Uh, we've seen people do probably more horrific things than this in, in wrestling, uh, and and still um, still be around. But I think in twenty twenty one. Uh, we have got to the point where the internet does not forgive and it does not forget. Um, so I think for me, his wrestling career is done. I would agree. I think it was so, so much of a question mark and there still remains so much of a question mark that not enough due diligence has been done by whoever, WWE, the accusers, the police, whatever. It's just, it's not a good look for anyone involved and I don't see any way back for him, to be honest with you. I don't either, and that's why I think he will be. The strangest fucking shit. Look, there is a reason that wrestling comes from, you heard the word carny when it comes to wrestling, because we we literally descended from fucking carnivals. The worst, most shady-ass people always came to wrestling to make their livings because they could get away with the shit they were doing. So I'm not saying I want it because I don't. I'm not saying I think it should happen because I don't. But somebody's going to take a chance in this fool two, three years on the line and they'll deal with the backlash then. And I bet it's Ring of Honor. I know. No, it's going to be who it's always going to be. It will always is. It's going to be fucking Impact. <laughs> Always think about it. Rich Swan, 
and I know I know his situation is different because it was him and his wife, and his wife's come out and said it was misunderstanding, this and that. Fucking big Cass. Fucking Sammy Callahan. You know? Wow. And these who are good wrestlers. In, and who is this in the impact arena? It's Peter Teen Dream. <laughs> right? Now, now I will say this. For his fucking sake, I hope he never ever portrays that fucking character again, dog. You no, better be somebody that, else. That needs to be buried. If he is to come back to wrestling, which uh, for me is still a hard no, it, it it needs to, this character needs to be dead and buried. Never refer to uh, a sexually ambiguous character ever again because it it's just not, it wouldn't work in any shape or no. form. It's over. So that we got a little serious there. Um, so we're gonna take a break and I'll do the plugs after we get back. We just need a break here. So we'll see y'all in a little bit. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Sponsored by the Outsider's Edge, the Total Package Series. Ten metrics, five weeks, one series. Join me, Ray Cash, and Carl Irvin as we break down the Total Package, only on thechairshot.com. So, welcome back to Chairshot Radio, your midweek mainstay here on the Chairshot.com. Of course, it's Ray, it's Mags, it's Clive. Um, I do want to. I didn't want to give the plugs. I didn't want to talk about abuse and things of that nature and be like, but hey, while you're listening, go buy some shirts. So, out now that we've had a break and had a chance for some levity, go to ProResentees.com/slash/TheChairshot. Look at some merchandise that we have. We are uh, we're trying to, you know. Get, we're trying to give back to the community and also help build our community up in the same sense. And also, uh, my brother, Clive, from the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show over there, Social Suplex, they got a tip jar. So if you like the shit, if you like the stuff that Ricky and Clive do for you or anybody over at Social Suplex, go give them a tip at the tip jar. And he'll give all the plugs at the end of the show, but... As much as I'm very proud of me, my brother Mags, and all the content we have for the chair shot, I love Ricky and Clive, and they have one of the best shows on the, on 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 the internet whatsoever. So yeah. give them all the love too. 
agreed. Well, not agreed, but thank you nonetheless. Even with his pro-Welsh rhetoric, uh, I still think it's a, an outstanding show. Us oppressed UK nations have to stick together. <laughs> Against the big bad England. <laughs> so I bet Northern Ireland really hates England then. Oh, a law unto themselves. England hates England. <laughs> That's fair. They, it is quite self-deprecating. Um, so, what I get excited about the most when I have my brother Clive on Head Trauma Memory Mainstay is the uh, award-winning, maybe, Clive's Corner. Soon to be. Soon to be. Anything Clive wants to talk about is on his mind. It is his it is his ability. He has all the floor. It's all you, man. What, yeah. Whatever's on your mind. What you thinking about? Well, a narrative that has taken taken form very regularly since AEW's come about is that such and such is a star. Uh, Darby Allen's a star. Orange Cassidy's a star. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. And it's hard to, it's hard to agree with that when you see things like ratings and even things like YouTube, the social blade media thing. The way I I'm trying my very best to be good to AEW, the way I treat them now is I am a casual fan and I'm looking for them to make me invest full time. And they've done it by accident. But I think the best style that they've created in this short time space has been Anthony Agogo. And it was by accident because they tried to paint him as this evil heel with uh, Cody's very questionable promo. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, is, is, isn't Anthony Agogo also mixed race? He certainly is. Uh, Nigerian father, I think. <laughs> There you go. There's there's another reason for why Cody Rhodes' promo was a bit bizarre, but even even as a presented heel in all this, Anthony Agogo has come out as an absolute superstar. I think with his Olympic background, his whoever whoever thought up that logo for his name deserves a pay a pay rise for a start. Uh, yes, he officiated. A wedding, a family wedding, uh, which was controversial. I can't remember exactly why, but he officiated a family wedding and was fully supportive of just sort of minorities getting married. It it was it was controversial because I believe it was it was two women. It was it was a gay wedding of some sort. Uh, he says he's not a hero and he talks about firefighters, nurses, everyone who's been at the front line during coronavirus. He's, he's making mistakes in that he's trying to paint himself as a heel, but all he's doing is painting himself as a, a baby face, an anti-hero, if you will, and making Cody out to be an idiot. But regardless of all of this, and... I have to give them plaudits because you're talking about someone who's not come through the indie independent scene, who's not been back and forth between NXT, uh, Impact and AEW. This is from the roots up. They have made Anthony Agogo a bit of a star. And 
whether by accident or not, they've got to be given their plaudits for that. So congratulations to them because I think Anthony Agogo is going to be one to look forward to in the future. Mm-hmm. Great point. Um, for me, uh, with him being British, obviously we're going to have a uh, a bias anyway. But he he started in this whole kind of like uh, the factory as a heel, and it was working. Uh, the the liver punch was a was uh, is a great heelish kind of move, but it was that promo. It was just the the ridiculousness of that promo, and even the 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 kind of backlash and 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 fanfare it got on on social media afterwards. I mean, we all know there's a huge kind of a, a group of AEW sycophants who believes that everything that Cody does uh, is absolute gold. But that promo was so off kilter, going on about um, how a white man with bleach blonde hair is sticking up for biracial people everywhere in a match against a biracial person, uh, going on about how America is so amazing and their their, um, their passion is only beaten by their empathy when we have come off four years of America being the laughingstock of the world underneath uh, an essentially a dictator uh, it just was so off base that it instantly painted Anthony Gogo as as the the face in this for me and even though he's tried to like like you said Claire, he's tried to uh, turn that trend it's coming off like Becky Lynch when uh, when WWE tried to turn her and and she was saying you fans were never behind me and they're all like yeah we were pricks we were pricks and and they have no other option than Anthony going into this match as the face because he is he's a biracial uh, um, uh, person he's got an eye injury which is already limiting uh, how how much he can work and he's he's fully aware of 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 his limitations and, and that he might not have a, a, a long career in this business. And he's he's got the talent to be the next Wardlow, the next kind of person who's not really had a lot of wrestling experience, but is going to come off uh, and look like a, a million dollars. And he's also going to send the big bad uh, Cody Rhodes away so he can go and film his, his uh, Walmart version of Mr. Uh, Miss, Ms. and Mrs. Um yeah, I, I, I'm 100% in the Anthony Gogo camp. I'm curious. Do you guys know what today is? And I'm not talking about Thursday, but the, the day we're recording this. Do you know what today is? The 25th of May. <laughs> today, is, today is the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's killing. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I saw some horrific tweets um, mm-hmm. about... Uh, um, a, a drive-by shooting at, uh, at basically where they were they were com- uh, commemorated him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so when I hear Cody spit bullshit that he spit about how I've, I've always been proud of America, that America is perfect, that America can do no wrong, all this bullshit. And I have to relive a day today where a man was fucking arrested for a 
for a fake $20 bill and was murdered on fucking camera. And not shot, not physically beaten, but tortured. They might as well drown and quartered his ass. That's medieval shit to fucking kneel on your fucking neck. So fuck Cody. And I mean that shit from the bottom of my fucking gonads, bro, from my balls. Fuck that dude. Like, genuinely. Like, whether that was whether whether that was rated for you or not, fuck you. you know I love the country I live in. I love the country I live in. I'm proud to be American, but I also know this country full of bullshit. And I was brought here on some bullshit. And I've had to live under some bullshit. And I am currently living under some bullshit. You can admit... Uh, hi, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, I I'm, I'm feel bad for interrupting, but do you remember no, no, no. Cody's Hyrule, Hyrule Husky Twitter account? Yeah. Uh, yeah Prince, was it Prince CGR, whatever it was? Yeah. It's talking about how, what's it going to take to get someone in Starbucks to have English as their first language? I'm paraphrasing, but uh, not a fan of having to go through the language barrier for getting his, his fancy coffees. Uh, liking tweets that um, Sami Zayden wasn't happy with, things like that. It's like, listen, that is that's an act. He's hiding in plain sight. He's been hiding in plain sight, but because he's the savior of professional wrestling, oh, he got all his fan base, and then I, I, he 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 fucking took off his mask and show. I'm not gonna go that far, but he took off his mask with that promo because mm-hmm. this is unnecessary. This fucking match didn't need any of this shit. Nope. This build didn't need any of this shit. So fuck him. On a positive note, <laughs> on a positive note, I want to give all the love in the world to Anthony Agogo. And I said this on another show I was on, I can't remember. Anthony Agogo single handedly makes me respect QT Marshall. Because QT Marshall was a nobody to me. Like, who the fuck is he? Like, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he makes a living wrestling. I'm sure he's of of note, but he didn't do nothing that ever made me pay attention. But the fact that he's he trained this dude from scratch and this motherfucker is this good, you know? Yeah. Like we talk all the time about wrestling that anybody can be trained to take a bump. I've done it. I'm not athletic. I've run the ropes. I've taken a bump. Anybody can be trained to do that. But you can't be trained to be a star. You can't be trained to talk. You can't be trained to make people care about you. That is an innate quality that you have to just have. That motherfucker takes. He maximizes every minute he's on screen. So, yes, we rocking with the go-go this weekend. uh, There was a tweet that made me laugh. Uh, It's talking about the Double or Nothing two-year anniversary. Dustin and Cody Rhodes and their bloodbath mm-hmm. that we had. Uh, what a pay-per-view the inaugural Double, and, Double or Nothing was, Sister Simogogo. <laughs> but the blood and brutality displayed in this match won't be worth a wank <laughs> when you see what I'll do to Piss Boy on Sunday. I'm going to stove his every yank head in. Uh, that was amazing. I always, always love seeing the word wank on the timeline. <laughs> so, so, okay. Give me, give me one more minute to have one more little rant, and then I'll, I'll be done. I promise. Okay. So you know the motherfucker. All, all the shit is just so we can get his daddy's name back, the American Dream. Hell. This motherfucker gonna come out 
doing his greatest Dusty Rose cosplay. While this motherfucker Gogo had been knocking bitches out. Did you see what he did to Austin Gunn? <laughs> and Cody's gonna get liver punched six times, punched in the jaw, win. and still fucking win the match. And I'm yeah. going to destroy every electronic in my house. Listen, Cody Rhodes kicked out of visibly the best powerball I've seen in years off of Shaquille O'Neal. He fucking murdered him and he got up and hulked out of that. Disgraceful. Oh, he wins. He wins the match. No, I, I, I think they have to call an audible. If they don't, if they don't call an audible and Cody wins, as was you would imagine would be the case, then they're going to face some backlash for that. I will. I will say, if there's anything I've ever given credit to AW for, Tony Khan is very willing to say, "No, we changed it." I got to give him credit, all the credit for that. So hopefully they do that. But as of right now, Cody winning. I'm telling you. So he's just a common man. I swear I'm going to fucking pull my damn hair out, bro. He's just an Aryan. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope hope he comes out in in black tats and yellow polka dots or... Aye, but red, blue, polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I haven't officially paid for the for the pay per view yet. Don't like I'm trying to support these motherfuckers. Don't don't take money that money out of my pocket. Like I'm trying to give it to them. <laughs> That's four words. Watch wrestling dot in. The, the thoughts, opinions, and and words of one Clive J. Cliverson are not the same thoughts of Cheshire Radio, the Midweek Mainstay, or the Cheshire.com. Mm-hmm. Or resolved. Or uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, I was annoyed with the ending of the last one because I think the finishing move is a shit show. But I cannot wait for Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. Oh my God, neither can I. It's gonna be so good—a special one. You know, I gotta be honest with you too, Clive, because like I've watched Little Killer Cross, Karrion Cross before NXT, and so the bludgeon to the back of the arm, to the back of the neck, which is honestly that's an Osprey move. He's the first person that I've seen. Do that in that specific way to the back of his neck. We didn't talk Osprey, by the way. Maybe another day. Um, but you don't need it because the Doomsday Saito and the cross jacket are fantastic. I think personally, it's just when you've got clubs to the back of the head or shins to the head, like Adam Cole's finisher, they don't do much for me. Well, uh, it's because Adam Coles clearly doesn't hit him with his knee. He hits with his thigh. Like, it's not even, he doesn't even try to make it look like that. So, most shining wizards, you know, the only person in the WWE who hits a shining wizard like a shining wizard? Miko. Miko. Go look at Miko's shining wizard. It's not the shiniest, though. It's, no, but yeah. But how? Oh, wait a minute! You give Tegan Knox some love after you trash her every chance you get. Only because she's Welsh. <laughs> oh, 
I'm going to send you some black pudding for your <laughs> Alright, one more thing. Let's get out of here. Adnan Verk has um, parted ways. We had some releases today, um, but they were corporate releases, WWE Digital, things of that nature, administrative releases, which are not... They're, I'm not saying that they don't matter because we don't know who they are. I just don't know... We don't know their names, so I don't want to report something I don't know names for. <laughs> but nonetheless, they're probably just as important, if not more important, than the rest that have been released. Yeah. And, and because of what and, they do for the company, and nobody wants to see people out of work, so it's a, right. a shame that shame that it's 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 happened. Uh, but yeah, Adnan Adnan Vert, uh, he's the he's the Indian Mark Adamley, I suppose. Then ah, that's good. That's good. Maybe if you if you guys don't know who Adnan Vert is at like outside of WWE in his three months, two months stint. Adnan Verk was a longtime ESPN Sports Center anchor. And he was fantastic in that role. He also was the guy that would always host Mike and Mike when Mike Greenberg couldn't host. The man is fantastic at his job. But as a lot of people are starting to learn, just because you're fantastic at broadcasting doesn't mean you're good at wrestling. And I feel bad for him because he the only reason he left, according to the stories or what he said, is because they're going back on the road. And I'm sure he assumed he would get that job while they, were, while they weren't touring. Or maybe he wasn't ready to tour or whatever it is because he doesn't only work for ESPN. He still works for MLB Network and some other people. So the touring aspect was what kind of was the last straw for him or the last – he couldn't do that in his, in his opinion. Um, he was getting better. But do you guys have any idea? I know Tom Phillips will probably be back this Monday, but if you could pick anybody in the business – Anybody in any business whatsoever. I know Darren shouted out Josh Robinson. Shout out to Josh. Um, yes. I'm game. I'm game. I'm As long as we can play Bremo the whole time he's on. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he, he nearly went mad with that 10 hours of Bremo. You got, you got any idea, though, of anybody you think could, could take that role? I think they've got the the ideal person waiting on the black and gold. I think Wade Barrett would be perfect for it. To be the the play play by play. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a big shout. I don't know if Wade could do play by play, but Wade could definitely be Corey. Wade could be Graves. Oh, Wade in that part. He's a good color commentator. I mean, then then switch Corey to play by play. I'm sure he's he would be. He's, he's done enough commentary that he'd be able to to pull off play by play. Yeah, I think I will, Corey's going to be. He will be the not the face, but the the mouth of WWE after Cole's away. I think. Yeah, I think there's something interesting to be thought. If I'm if I'm picking up what you're laying down, Max, it would be interesting if there wasn't a traditional play by play guy. It was just the heel color and the face color, and they just told the story the way they wanted to. That would be different. Yeah. I, I thought it would be good, but... Bring back Vince McMahon. <laughs> what a maneuver. No, sir. He don't, he don't, know, how to, he don't have to know how the moves. I know. Neil, this fucking Michael Cole, Rance, come on. <laughs> I was being cheeky, but yes, you're right. Hey, no. Show Michael Cole some love, because if Michael Cole has shown when it, he's not having to be produced... That man is one of the best. Uh, he calls all 
the UK tournament, both of all of them, he's read fantastic. That, Live. Listen, the, the UK tournament, the first one where Seth Rollins came down, listen, Michael Cole was like a, a puppy and a, a toy. An Andrex puppet in a fucking toilet roll shop. He was too excited. But wow. uh, listen, I'll only I'll only rock with Michael Cole when he finally names a blue thunder bomb a blue thunder bomb and not a missional driver. That man, <laughs> that man. Uh, How many Sami Zayn matches has he seen to get that wrong every time? <laughs> and. Uh, to finish my thoughts on Adnan Verk, there's only one person who gets a hashtag justice for Adnan, and that is Adnan Saeed from season one of the podcast serial. I'm sure you've heard, <laughs> heard of it. I, I didn't know there were hashtags for the podcast serial, but apparently there are, so shout out to that. Well, no. Um... I know you know who who's kicking themselves. Mags know what I'm talking about. Don't you think Mike Goldberg feels stupid for not taking the job ten years ago? Mm, yeah, uh, as I he just been released as well from Bellator. I wouldn't be surprised if he has that. He was the right call because he had the temperament. He understood the the business enough. Yeah, and man, that man would be so loaded right now. Had he stuck with WWE all these years, he'd probably have another seven to ten million in the bank. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 Clive. They those those announcers make money. <laughs> they make bank. Uh, cool. All right, gents. Anything else you want to hear before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think we've uh, we've covered plenty uh, over the last hour or so. Even though we did say, yeah, let's only do a quick half an hour. We can't do that. Uh, well, we just... could have. I'll just say one thing, and I'm not even opening this up to discussion. Apart from the Universal Championship scene, the women's tag team scene in WWE is the most consistently booked scene in all of wrestling. And I'm not even, we're not even discussing it. It's just fact. Clive has spoken. Since you've spoken, sir. He's on the Tamina train. That's why. (laughs) True, true. Max, true, true. Tell um, tell tell give them give them your stats, sir. Tell them where they can find you and do all your plugs and whatnot. So and tell them how to get to the tip jar. I am Clive, and I am an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Clive. Hi, hey everybody. No, uh, why well, did you sound like Doctor Nick Riviera? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am Clive and I am one half of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Head over to socialsuplex.com. You can find those podcasts and you can also see the columns that we do. You can also get them sent directly to your email inbox if you press subscribe. We are all personalities. Check out that website. You can get all the podcasts that we do. And all those podcasts are personalities on the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. And we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Where recently I have tried to basically uh, antagonize people by adding them, such as Zack Ryder. Uh, who thought it would be cool to tell everyone that he'd been working out without a mask? Uh, as if he's going to get a medal from me. He's not. He's just getting a fucking 
meme. Right, that's enough. At Ricky and Clive, thank you, gents, for having me on. I enjoyed tonight. Serious and joyful at the same time. Shout out to Adnan Syed. And for the record, record, Clive, I want you to know that as much as you may hate Mr. Ryder's jawline, Nick Gage is probably going to shatter it whenever they have their... (laughs) Whenever... Because Nick Gage wants to beat his ass really bad. And now that... Talk about getting me to buy a GCW show. I'll buy it for that. Wonder man, Zack Ryder. They, Max, you'll get this one. You could use Zack Ryder's face as the the blockbusters uh, background. Oh, <laughs> can I have a pee, please, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> right, that's us. <laughs> Go ahead, Max. So you can follow me on social media, uh, on actually only on Twitter, at did oh no, it's not at DJ Kirby, look at that, I'm even throwing myself off, at Podfather Mags, DJ uh, Kirby's dead and buried, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm all over the chair shot, I've got five rounds with my son Carlos, where we're covering UFC, um, on this obviously, um, and we'll be bringing uh, something new and funky fresh to uh to the chair shop very, very soon uh, once uh, uh, Ray has finished his uh, his vanity project of the, the five tall wrestlers. Uh, I'll bring you some, some decent content. Vanity project? <laughs> All right. I mean, look, I'm not ranking the, I'm not ranking, uh, you know, the, the 10 metrics of all the boxes. Podcasters on chair shot shit. I'm ranking wrestlers. Maybe that's next. <laughs> Maybe that's next. I'm ranking. I'm gonna rank the metrics of all of us. Or oh, I'll be dead last. Ranked Walter is number nine. Never. I'll never get over that. He has no media presence. That's what killed him. Ranked Dexter Loomis as having more charisma than Walter. Not charisma. <laughs> no. Dexter Loomis has a he, his mic presence. Yes, his mic phone skills were a ten, and I'm very proud of that. <laughs> Dexter Loomis's mic skills are drawing pictures, explaining what he wants to say. But he explains it so beautifully without talking. It is amazing. Listen, I am a Dexter Loomis mark, but come on, <laughs> and Pat McAfee, who'd been who'd been there for a cup of tea. Okay, well, look, Swerve would have been in the next spot. Would that make you happy if we take him off and put Swerve on? They had the same score. Yeah, I believe it. Swerve has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, the, the, hit Raw is brilliant, yeah. It was very interesting, I have to say. I love that the two white guys enjoy the black content, so thank you for that. We're, we're <laughs> just lacking it so we can appropriate it later on. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that and that's the history, right? That's the history of, of, of the world, right? You know... America left Britain and now Britain's getting us back by uh, stealing all of our content and we're getting y'all back because we got the new queen. What, Meghan Markle? Yeah, just gotta just gotta like have 75 other people die. No, third in line. <laughs> third in line for the, the for, for the throne. Charles, William, and then Harry. So four. Because you know, once Harry passes. <laughs> Let me stop before I get a call from my six. I'm joking. I'm joking. And that's not even a funny joke. I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y-S-E-N-C-S- 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 I'm nervous. I feel like people are going to come after me now. 
the third Kingston film live right now. Dog, I swear if I get a phone call right now, no. Look, I, I when I was doing all that 24, the 24 questions for our quiz we had a few weeks ago, she got me on edge thinking about all that, all that stuff. So yes, uh, it's Ray Cash. You can find me at that. Chairshot Radio, Red Chairshot Media. Um, yeah, you know, normally I do this better, but who gives a fuck? Right? Happy Thursday. Um, next week, it'll be Mag's Day again because he would have stolen my spot. And he'll be back. But in the meantime, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for continuing to rock with us. Um, go support Ricky and Clive, support Social Suplex, support Visionaries, support um, Shoot to Sports. And, of course, you came here because we get a chair shot. So support your boys here at the chair shot. Um, go buy some T-shirts from all of us. In fact, I'm wearing the finest in Ricky and Clive wear. Um, but you can also go, you can go to social, to com slash social suplex and get that. Or... Go to presentees.com slash the chair shot and get all of our stuff. Because we got lots of stuff too. Cool stuff. Uh, got a hashtag journalism shirt. That be mine. Uh, anyway, yeah, we, we out of here, y'all. Um, it's late. I'm hungry. Stay sleepy. Uh, Mags, what we tell the people? Always use your head. No, no fish talk. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.